Tell me who hath believed, hath believed our report, and to whom is it revealed, the mighty arm of the Lord. Hello, I'm Kathy Davidson. I'd like you to join me and the ministers of music from here, Water of Life Church, Plano, Texas, as we minister the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, which is the power of God. Horatio Spafford was a lawyer, very well-to-do. He owned large amounts of property in Chicago. He was friends of D.L. Moody. In fact, they were good friends, and he gave to D.L. Moody's ministry. But in 1870, he met with a series of tragedies. The first was the death of his son from scarlet fever at age four. A year later, a large portion of the land that he owned was destroyed in the great Chicago fire. He lost all of his life savings. In 1873, D.L. Moody was planning an evangelistic campaign in Great Britain, and Horatio, his wife Anna, and their four daughters planned to join the mission. So in November 1873, they traveled to New York City to take ship. It was a French vessel. But just before they boarded, Horatio was called back to Chicago on some business that had to do with that great Chicago fire. But he didn't want to spoil the trip for his family, so he sent them on ahead. The night of November 22, 1873, that ship, the French vessel, collided with an English vessel, and it sunk in only 12 minutes. 226 lives were lost. The four daughters of Horatio were ripped from their mother's arms, and they perished. Nine days later, upon reaching land, Anna, Horatio's wife, sent a telegram to her husband saying just two words, saved alone. Horatio took the next ship out. During that voyage, the ship's captain called Horatio up to the bridge, and he told them that where they were right then was the spot where the ship had gone down, where his daughter's graves were. Horatio left the deck, went to his cabin, and he penned a poem. It is well with my soul. A man named Philip Bliss later added this poem to music. The Spaffords had three more children. One of them again lost to scarlet fever. But in 1881, they set sail for Israel with a small group of 13 adults and three children, two of them being Horatios. They founded what was called the American Colony. It was a mission that fed the poor, taught the children, etc. The building that they built for that American Colony, it's the American Colony Hotel in East Jerusalem. It's still there. In fact, in that hotel in 1992, representatives from the Palestinian Liberation Organization and Israel met where they began the talks that led to the historic 1993 Oslo Peace Accord. That poem that Horatio penned that became a song, we're going to minister to you here now. And it's going to be ministered to you live by the My Girls.
pray. Father, I thank you. Father, I thank you. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, let the power of my Lord be great. Let the power of my Lord be great. Father, in Acts, you said that great grace was upon them all. Father, let the power of my Lord be great and grant us that grace. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. We have been talking about the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus, the actual events. And we are only looking at what the Word of God says about that, that act, that death, that burial, that resurrection. Last time we were together, we talked about Jesus in hell. I want us to continue to do that today. And I'm going to turn to Acts 2. And I'm going to begin in verse 22. This is Peter at Pentecost. He said, you men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as you yourselves also know. Him being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. God knew this was all going to happen. You have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Whom God has raised up, having loosed the pains of death, because it was not possible that he should be holden of it. For David speaketh concerning him, I foresaw the Lord always before my face. For he is on my right hand that I should not be moved. Therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh shall rest in hope. Now this is where I want to go to verse 27. Because thou will not leave my soul in hell. That is Jesus talking. Thou will not leave my soul in hell. I want us to go to Psalm 88. Because this Psalm talks about Jesus in hell. And there's some words in here that will set you free. Verse 1, O Lord God, that is Jehovah, of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. This is Jesus in hell speaking to who? He's talking to God. I want you to see this because this is important. Jesus said, O Lord God. He's talking to his heavenly father. He's talking to Jehovah, and he is in hell. Amen. Verse 2, let my cry come before thee. Incline thine ear unto my cry. For my soul is full of troubles, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. Verse 4, I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that has no strength, free among the dead, like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou, whom thou, He's talking to God, whom thou rememberest no more. He said, and they are cut off from thy hand. Now look at these next four words. Thou has laid me. Thou has laid me. Jesus is talking to God. And what does Jesus say to God? What does Jesus say to his heavenly father? Thou has laid me. Thou hast laid me. Where has God laid, laid him? Let's go on. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the deeps. Who put Jesus in hell? Jesus tells you right here. Who put Jesus in hell? 
thou hast laid me in the lowest pit. Jesus is talking to his heavenly father and he's telling his heavenly father, thou hast laid me in the lowest pit. Did you know there were levels in hell? Did you know there were levels in hell? It says it right here. And where was Jesus put? Where did the father put Jesus? He put him in the lowest hell. He put him in the lowest pit. He put his own son in the lowest pit. Now let's see what that's like. He said, in darkness, in the deeps, thy wrath lieth hard upon me. Thy wrath. Jesus is talking to his heavenly father and he says, thy wrath lieth hard on me. The father's wrath was on Jesus. The father's wrath was on Jesus in the lowest pit. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me. Thou hast afflicted me with all thy ways. This is Jesus calling out to his heavenly father. Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up and I cannot come forth. Jesus couldn't get out. He could not get out. Mine eye mourneth by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have stretched out my hands unto thee. He asked some questions. Will thou show wonders to the dead? He's talking to his heavenly father. Will thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave or thy faithfulness in destruction? Shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. He keeps on praying. He is in the lowest pit, put there by his Father. Father, God's wrath is on him. God's wrath is on Jesus. But Jesus doesn't stop praying. Verse 13, but unto thee have I cried, O Lord, in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. 14, Lord, why cast off my soul? Why hidest thy face from me? Do you remember Psalm 22 and in uh, Matthew and Luke, Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Here he says the same thing again. Lord, why cast off my soul? Why hidest thy face from me? Continued, thy, I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. Amen. Did you know Jesus knew this was coming? Did you know as Jesus growing up, he knew this was coming? Do you remember when he was in the garden and he didn't want to go to the cross? You know why? Because he knew this was coming. He knew he was going to have to go to hell. He knew he was going to have to go to the lowest pit. He knew that the fierce wrath of God was going to lay on him. He didn't want to go. But you know what he said? He said, Father, thy will be done. Whatever thy will is. And you remember what the Father's will was? Go to the cross. The Father sent Jesus to the cross. The Father put Jesus in hell. 
The Father put him in the lowest hell. He suffered the wrath of God. Let's continue to go. Verse 16, thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy tears have cut me off. They came about me daily like water. They compassed me about together. You want to know what hell's like? Read this a couple times. You want to know what hell's like? Read this a couple times. It says, lover and friend hast thou put far from me and mine acquaintance into darkness. Now why? Why? There's that word again. Why would the father take his only son and put him in hell, the lowest pit where the fierce wrath of God is on him? Let's go to Isaiah 53. I'm going to begin in verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. Well, now shall make his soul. Remember, Jesus said, my soul is in the lowest pit. Thou shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Look at this next verse. He shall see the travail of his soul. The father saw Jesus' soul in hell. And why was it there? It was there for you and I. Jesus was paying the price that we should have paid. Jesus was in the lowest pit to pay for our sin, our iniquity, your sin. That thing that bothers you all the time was put on the body of Jesus and he paid for it in the lowest hell, the lowest pit. The fierce wrath of God was on him for you, for you, for me. He said he saw the travail of Jesus' soul and he was satisfied. He was satisfied. Jehovah, our heavenly father, was satisfied. That's why he sent Jesus to hell. That's why he put Jesus in the lowest pit. That's why he, uh, his fierce wrath was on him. So he could be satisfied with that sacrifice. You don't have to pay for your sins. They've already been paid for. You don't have to go to hell for what you've done. Somebody's already gone to hell for you. Now, how do you get out? Those that call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's have a song here. We're going to have the Brown Brothers, and they're going to sing Eternal River. Beautiful song. Talks about the gospel. Let it minister to you while it plays. And call on the name of the Lord. The beginning of time, the spring began to flow in a garden he called Eden, where man and wife abode. But the stream was down by wife and man, sin brought it to an end. 
It would take a life most precious to bring the flow again. There's a river flowing from God's throne. It flows eternally, flowing with His love for you and me. is the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. In Mark 16, it says, These signs follow those that believe, that believe the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. I have a story I want to tell you that's really kind of cute, but it gets the point across. I have, a, I have four children. Uh, child number three. You, you can tell you have four children when you've got to count. Child number three was, uh, went through a stage, as we say, that, that he was a little unruly. Not the world's sweetest child. And he was getting to be a young teenager and the unruliness was still there. And I remember one time we were here in the sanctuary and we were worshiping God. 
And he was, the, he, he was at the point where he didn't want anything to do with God. He didn't want anything to do with anything. And he would stand there with his arms crossed. And we would be worshiping God and singing and giving praises unto God. You know why? Because that brings God to us. So his mother would have her hands up and she'd be worshiping and praising God. And he would sit there with his arms crossed. And one day, the power of God was on me, like it always is when I worship God. And I looked over at him, and I said, um, John, I said, you know, if you would put your hands up and worship God, God would deliver you of that rebellious spirit that you're yielding to. And he gave me the look. Uh, if you've ever been a parent, you know what the look looks like. I got the look. So I just, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything. I just kept my heart on God and went back to praising him. Well, the next thing I know, a couple minutes later, I see the arms coming up like this. You know, the hands, they're just, they're just about right here. And then they went up a little further. And, and he's giving me like, he, he looks like, please don't look at me, but I'm going to do this. And, and, and he's got his hands, you know, and he kind of gets them up here. He's got them up about where his eye level is, and he, and he stands there for a minute. And I thought, well, Hallelujah. Notice I thought. I didn't say anything. I said, hallelujah, at least he's doing that. He gets him up here. We continue on worshiping. The next thing I hear, I hear this strange noise coming from him. And he's half bent over. And he's kind of wiggling around. And, 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 he, and he looked at me, and he's got this distressed look on his face, like he's, like he's sick or something. And I thought, what is wrong with this child? And, and he looked up at me, and I realized, my God, God's delivering him. The next thing I saw, he started, he was shaking a little bit. He was uncomfortable. He was, oh, he just, he couldn't stop. He couldn't sit still. And the next thing I know, that spirit came out. You know, John gave me the funniest look. It, it was priceless, as they would say. Amen. That spirit left him. God delivered him of that rebellion. And you know the next song started playing? You know where his hands were? They were up here. John, you hear me? Your hands were up here. These signs followed those that believed. Did you know a mom can cast out a devil? Did you hear that, moms? Now, let's turn to uh, Romans 10. I'm going to finish here. Verse 8, but what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach, which I preach. What is that word? That Jesus died, that he was buried, that he was raised again from the dead. And that is the power of God. Verse 9, that if thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. If you believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead, thou, you, shall be saved. You shall be set at safety. Anything that you need is available to you through the death, burial, and resurrection. That's what it means by being saved. Amen. Let me hear from you. Kathy Davidson, K-A-T-H-I-E, Davidson, W-O-L, as in Water of Life. Until next time, God bless. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the musicians from Water of Life Church. She'd love to hear from you. 
You may reach her by email at Kathy, K-A-T-H-I-E, at KathyDavidsonWOL.com. That's W-O-L for Water of Life. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, P.O. Box 861327, Plano, Texas, 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kathydavidsonwl.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.